Welcome to Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals write an entire film week by week, page by page, one scene at a time. My name is Freddie Wong, and I'm the guy you hear first. I'm Will Campos, and I'm the guy you hear second, and nice. the guy who's typing the script. Fingers Will. All Fingers McGee, they call me. Mr. Ten Pointies. <laughs> My name is Matt Doppler Effect Arnold. I didn't quite work, but you it know. ended. Work. No, because the Doppler... you did it at the beginning. I was like, I thought it was going to be a thing that we do. No. No. Boom. No, that's not. You have to be going. No, it doesn't quite. Okay, anyway. I'm so fast and so ready to go for this scene mm-hmm. that you're going to hear me coming in and out because I'm going to be running around this room. I'm ready to go. Matt, ball of energy, Arnold here. Let's do this. Folks, the film is called Heaven Heist. This is a story about a crew of criminals robbing the Celestial Bank of Heaven. Coco meets Ocean's Eleven, if you will. Let's roll. I think we just died and are in heaven right now. That's what happened last time. We've left the training hub world of the script. <laughs> yeah. We're in hard mode now. We're in world 1-1. One, one. Uh, yes, the, the quick save, autosave icon just started spinning in the corner because we're in the hard shit now. To get everyone back up to speed, last week we wrote our getaway scene uh, where Jin and his crew were making their way uh, out of the uh, reach of the cops after their currency exchange heist. Uh, climaxing in... Uh, a daring getaway followed by Jin swerving the car to avoid hitting an old lady who's walking across the street and crashing his car into Jaywalking Cal- across the street, let's be honest. Jaywalking, and now he's crashed into Kowloon Bay, and the thought, as we had last week, is this scene is where he wakes up and finds himself at the gates of the afterlife and uh, is in line to get judged and uh, has some sort of discovery about all the cash reserves that are flowing into this place and then gets pulled back out. So I'm kind of terrified to write this scene because I was like, oh, I'll brush up on Chinese mythology a little bit as I'm getting ready for this. And it's dense and complicated. And I know we're making up our own thing, but I I don't I still don't quite get how this well, is going to work. Maybe this will help. I was just thinking about this. Can I can I propose a quick zag? Sure. On this. What if he doesn't go to heaven? Mm-hmm. That's it. I, was, I thought I was going to make you mad because I was just like, we're pulling up the whole idea. I, I saw it. I saw it coming. I'm mischievous today. This is mischievous high energy. Mischievous mad and anxious apprehensive will is always a cocktail. And ty- and, and a cocktail for great <laughs> podcasting. And tired leg hurt Freddy. <laughs> injured injured, injured Freddy. Punished snake. Because we did talk about this scene quite a bit last episode yes and again i do like um yes we need to get into some of the details but the stuff i like and the stuff i think we should hang on to is i like um again the things that are important for heaven for our movie are that is a capitalistic world that there's money being exchanged that the stuff that is burnt on earth comes up to the people in heaven uh thematically and kind of visually i liked sticking with kind of like the port of entry sort of theme i liked kind of the allusions to Island. i like the allusions to hong kong um again i like also just kind of a, a bit of the world building like again this especially in uh, uh chinese heaven whether it's buddhist or other versions it seems like almost all those versions of heaven have both different layers and areas of heaven similar to like greek mythology and stuff like that or dante or, if you and, will or, and and same thing with different layers of hell so the idea that there's some sort of transport system um you know that you get implied from the very beginning is also good well there's a spatialness to it that i think christian heaven doesn't have because it's like you get up there and it's like you meet your creator and then you're like basking in his glory there's no elevator 
Yeah, Christian Evans pretty vague to yeah. the point where like they still argue about what limbo is. They're like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. So here's okay. So some of the questions I have: one, um, is there a divide between heaven and hell? Because it's it's just a lot of it's a lot of things I don't quite understand. My impression of Buddhism is that Buddhism is about reincarnation, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that um, so and then uh, looking up i was reading the uh wikipedia article for diu which is the chinese realm of the dead or hell in chinese mythology mm-hmm. um which is basically where you go to atone for the sins you committed while you were alive it's so typically depicted as a subterranean maze with various levels and chambers the courts and levels of hell like when you get judged is the idea that you are getting sent to one of these levels depending on how bad you were and then like you you do your penance and then you So my understanding is this and by the way if anybody listening here happens to be an expert in this topic we would love to hear from you but We will if you're an expert we will do a special episode where we Skype call you and yeah. ask you all our dumb questions about the afterlife so that you can help us do this in a cool way Yeah um, um but my understanding is this, and it's that there's no free lunch, Will. You can't come on Earth, be a piece of shit, and then be like, whatever, I'll just be an ant next time, and I'll worry about my insect life and my insect life. It's more that, as I understand it, it's like, no, 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 you got to pay a fine first, and then you become an ant, or you can pay the fine to kind of, you know, take some points off of your driving record as a human being or whatever. So I think there is a degree of, as I understand it, a degree of punishment that you got to take if you're a totally bad person before you can be, you know, cleansed or whatever. I'm also assuming that the burning Joss paper, I'm assuming that's not part of Buddhism. I mean, again, Buddhists don't, again, sorry, this is us honestly learning as we go, and I don't mean to misrepresent, but it appears that it's not really even like that strong of the concept of like heaven and hell like reading this it is like again buddhists don't believe that people should be damned eternally for sins that are essentially unescapable inescapable as a as human sin and there's not like is not like the western view of heaven and hell like these clearly defined eternal places yeah so that's that's coming from like the old school chinese like you know you know for your ancestors and stuff like that that's like a a separate sort of very old school deeply held belief yeah because it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the idea that you would burn money so in heaven you can have sweet stuff doesn't seem like it doesn't feel like that's part of buddhist religion Mm -hmm. am i correct yeah no 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 monks aren't going there being like mom (laughs) kids i'm gonna need this iphone in the afterlife and make sure you send a maserati because i'm gonna be tooling around up here no 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 all right, so even within what we're saying is our system, like we're like, because again, we talk about that later, he's gonna, they're gonna wind up going to the courts of hell, right? Right, right, right? So if you are burning money to send to your ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of conflicting theologies that don't quite, I don't understand how they jive together, right? So for one, like, how are you sending? Pretty fair assessment. If, you're, if your ancestors reincarnate, how are you sending money to your ancestors? Aren't they back on earth as like an ant or as another human being? Like if they, yeah, isn't, re- your, isn't your aunt become an ant? Well, Fred, do oh you, my God. Fred, right. do you, do you, because you've burned Joss paper before, right? Yeah. Does your family believe in reincarnation? Um, no, we don't. Which is, I mean, this I could don't be, think this heaven is Buddhist heaven. Like, no, no, no. his brother's going to be Buddhist. But we do have reincarnation at the end of this story. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, like we were like, oh yeah, and then they reincarnate at the end, and he's they're going to be young kids, and they've they've come back in their next life. I actually think we'll get more problematic and more difficult if we try to do the specific layers of various religions or stuff like that, as opposed to like, because also like our main character isn't religious let me propose a framework if you will for an afterlife Mm -hmm. that will satisfy the most important thing the plot requirements of our dumb movie which is as follows i think that there is a limbo-esque 
materialistic afterlife plane. And your average regular Joe, this is where you end up. It's not too much different than what we got going on here. Just another layer of reality, so to speak. Okay. okay? If you're divine and great and good, you might be ascendant, right? You might be heading on to enlightenment. You might be heading on to the more sort of ideas of heaven and what have you. There might be like the, the city, you know, if it's Hong Kong, right? You, you can be in the main part of the city or if you're up on the hill, oh boy. You know what I mean? Like you're a little higher up, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a bad person, there's a punishment and an atonement side, but it's a little bit like jail. You get thrown in jail, you do your time, you come out. Same thing in the afterlife, right? You might have to spend some time atoning in this sort of like jail hell level before you come out. And then for everybody there, the question is this, do you want to roll the dice again and try and achieve enlightenment? Do you want to keep going and sort of continue along that path and be reborn again here on, on the on the earthly plane, right? And you have that option. But, you know, some people don't, and some people kind of stick around. And, so, and some people, by the way, who are like, yeah, my relatives are not sending me stuff anymore. Everyone forgot about me. Well, I might as well go on for another round, right? To me, at least, that kind of covers the basis of it and the kind of hues to a general sense of, like, the morality of kind of what I think people expect from an afterlife, whereas it's like, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a functioning structure here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that's, I, I, I see where you're going with it as a framework. So, like, if you go to hell, why wouldn't you just go be reincarnated? Like, I would no, rather be No, you gotta do your man. time. You got karmic weight. You got fucking the weight of your bad actions on you. You gotta be cleansed of it. So you gotta do your time in the pits of hell for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then you get back to neutral and you can, yeah, you can rejoin society and hang out there. But it's like, eh, maybe you go reincarnate and try and go for another round. Okay, a few things. Because also looking back at re-listening to the episode where we broke it, there's a few things. One, I think the way we should handle reincarnation is how we did in the episode, which is like you probably plant it, but like it shouldn't be something you really discuss during it. Reincarnation shouldn't be part of the heist or the game that they're playing and figuring out what to do. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a karmic reward. Like again, when we broke the story, it was like, oh, he gets reincarnated. Like his brother believes in reincarnation. There's an element of it, but it's like you shouldn't be thinking of that as an exit plan. That is, when he falls into the pits of hell at the end to save his brother, you're not like he's gonna get reincarnated. It's like right, right. Again, reincarnation is even for people who don't believe it's a universal understanding, more or less. Like you understand. The concept that somebody can be reincarnated so like you can essentially bring that and nobody's gonna be like oh i didn't know that this heaven that has money and it had this idea of reincarnation and it is saying hold that card like it did not i'll put this way it did not make sense when we broke it and people listened to the episode like it's not like anybody's like they didn't set up the idea that this world has reincarnation that doesn't make sense like it's the afterlife like you can it'll make sense to kind of bring it in there again like good place like i think you want to make the heaven work how you want it for it. We're already doing a version of heaven that doesn't do with anything. I think the one, one thing that would stick with for hell isn't just like a prison. Like I like, um, one, we need fire. Cause that's what we're like a big thing we broke beforehand, which I think you want to keep because it's a, it's like the return the money back by burning it. Sure. 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 Um, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think you want to keep that as well. If you're burning money and sending all this money, you don't get it if you go to hell. There's not like people who are on the 10th level of hell getting their head cut off over and over again for all eternity are not. They're not getting cell phones and stuff like that. No, right? I don't think so. I like think it'd the, be fun that there's these unclaimed money that maybe that's one of the things you even have like a debate in the street at some point and there's somebody like running for mayor of heaven and they're like, I think unclaimed money should be used to better heaven. And, they're like, and then people are like, we're in heaven, goddammit. We got good points. We, we're good moral people. That's not our money. We can't use it. We should sit there and hope that someday <laughs> those people are good enough that they'll make it up here and it's their money. It goes into an interest-bearing account that heaven holds on to in the name and the family name so that when you do come okay. back good it gets claimed yeah, yeah. Well, i mean we had been talking about that in the in the, when we broke the story it's just to your question i think the way hell works and i think structurally it works well and it's as we broke in the episode i think also just dramatically it should be 
you go to the gates of heaven, even in Western, it's not like you go to like a place where there's heaven on one side and hell on the other. You go to the gates of heaven, and if you're not let in, you go to hell. Mm -hmm. So I think you're at this port, and it's heaven. It's like, cool, don't you wish you could go here? And then you got to get your visa. You got to get in. And if you don't go in, it's like, well, how? where do you go? And either there's, however you want to visually, there's a big elevator where there's flames. There's a there's a, there's a a fire boat that's like, oh, that's the boat that goes to hell. If you're not, okay. if you can't go to heaven, you got to go to hell. But I think it's incredibly important for the story to not overly explain hell. In the same way that good place, how do they explain the bad place? It's a bunch of screaming. Hell is one of the most universal ideas on the planet. And you don't want to explain it now because you're not dealing with it. you got to understand how the way heaven works. You want hell to so, be yeah. exactly what you think it is, which is you would do the good place type thing where it's like it is an elevator and you see the doors open and a bunch of flames and screaming comes out. You get it. There's a fucking hell. That's mm -hmm. all you need to know. And that's what you should know, because once you can start getting into other elements, it's going it, to be like a bank heist. And then you start explaining how the Fed works. It's like, why are you explaining how the Fed works? Are they going to rob the Fed? No, no. I under, yeah, I understand that. But like, I'm just word. No, no, I, no, so I'm saying right now. So you're asking the question. I think what you want to delineate here. I think right now all you need to know is that hell is a horrible place that you don't want to go there because that's the fun dramatic moment as he doesn't want to go to hell, so it's a horrible place. By way of example, one of the most cinematically cogent depictions of the afterlife is in the Albert Brooks movie Defending Your Life. Mm -hmm. So in Defending Your Life, the way they set it up is that we're all living on Earth. Our lives are essentially training ground to see if we are ready to for the next level of spiritual existence being an angel essentially mm -hmm. being you know like the next the next thing what mm -hmm. comes next so then you die and when you die you wake up in this really nice place that's like a resort almost right and like the food tastes great and you can eat as much as you want and you don't get fat and yada 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 right, right? like they got all this stuff for you to do and basically you're hanging out here during your trial and you have a trial where you have an angel that represents you and a jury and an angel that's prosecuting you and they go through your life and they, you know, they play clips from your life and then, you know, they're like, this proves or disproves that you're ready for the next stage. I see. I see. If you're not ready, you get kicked back to earth and you get reincarnated to do it again. Mm -hmm. And if you are ready, you board a bus and the bus takes you to the next thing and no mm -hmm. one really knows what the next right, thing right. is. And they keep it and they assume they keep it vague. So, yes. And so what I get from that is a sense of like what the system is about. Like the, I understand how everything kind of functions as a cycle. So here's, here's more what I'm getting at, right? With hell, forget, and now we're not getting it. I agree with Matt that I think for this scene, hell is just, you want to, it's like, oh no, I'm going to get thrown into this burning pit of fire or whatever, right? Like, like he does, we don't need to get into the weeds on it. And I don't know that we need to get into the weeds on it, it, it with heaven either in this scene, but like, it's something I do want to understand as we go forward. If you get into heaven, are you just done? Are you done with your karmic cycle? Do you, is there any reincarnation? Are you just enjoying the afterlife at that point? I think you should enjoy, so because um, again when you explain defending your life I'm like I get it I guarantee you like that heaven is based around what they are doing with the story and it's a story about you lived and you're defending your life so it's the fun of that is that they make it this courtroom thing here we are doing a capitalistic heist the, so all the fun stuff all the world building should be about what's going to be most interesting for this heist what are the stakes in heaven for the heist so yes I think it is you live here because otherwise the, getting money and getting valuables means nothing like if it was like oh you're here for a vacation like who cares if you still have grandkids who still send you money if you're going to reincarnate in 10 years like the fun of this should be like like the better life you live, the better your ancestors are, the better your your family tree is, the more money and more success and the more wealth you get in the afterlife. Like that's what you live for, right? You live to have as many grandkids who still love and know your name, you know, four generations later. So you're still fucking having a super big ass house with jet skis up in heaven. You don't want to be one of those people in heaven who lives in a 
one bedroom apartment and like you know n- nothing's that bad in heaven but it's like there's a difference between people who are getting a ton of joss paper for them and ton- and not right mm-hmm. so i feel like you want to play up that sort of is there some sort of like next le- like for his brother right like is his brother potentially going to get promoted to become a god you know like is there some sort of thing like that you can transcend to another level exhibit well, I mean, the idea I didn't is know, it's I was, enlightenment it's a nirvana right? yeah is there an even higher spiritual plane that you can get to from heaven like if you i don't know run for office or something <laughs> I mean, it'd be funny to be like that there is like again you have this like picturesque version of of hong kong and suburbs and a city and stuff like that with people with their houses and their nice cars and everything they want et cetera, et cetera. And then this, like, again, you can almost see, like, the reference to, like, and then, of course, there's those that reach enlightenment that don't even need money and stuff. And it's like, you know, you look up in the clouds and there's like, well, there's like, there's like some greater version that, like, again, is almost still outside of their reach. And, like, most people, I think most people aren't sitting there being like, how do I get there? Because obviously they're pretty, like, content. It's just tough because it's like, normally you would say the haves and the have-nots are heaven and hell, right? But now we're saying there are haves and have-nots within heaven itself. Yeah. Because there's people with more stuff and people with less stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just picture, again, I've always pictured it as just like, it's just here again. There's no, there's no sickness. Like a lot of the basics are kind of gotten out of you. Know, yeah, there's, there's no like, sickness. Like there's no sickness. Like You're people not are murdering die again. each other. Everybody here is good people in general, so there's less fights and things like that. But there's still like that weird capitalistic thing of like you need to spend money. Like if you want to go on the boat ride in heaven, you know you still got pay for that if you want to go on the big ferris wheel you still got to pay for it so like there's still like there's also this universal basic income and that's generated from the excess it's a tax that they take from all the money coming in will it's like they live in norway <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is all right i don't think we need to this is one thing i don't think we need to get into now but i think it is something we should think about is what is like what drives that world is there again like a an, another level of ascendance or something like that because you know in with even in buddhist reincarnation i think the the idea is eventually you become enlightened and then you're done right yeah. like once you're yeah, enlightened yeah, yeah, yeah. when that's, you die you have you go on to something else you have right? right you're you are currently churning through samsara right mm-hmm. the endless cycle of death and rebirth yes what i've always liked about the idea of this which is always hilarious to me which has always resonated with me knowing the attitudes of especially like my southern chinese like grandparents and all, all of those folks there's an exceptionalism in america where we're like we gotta do number one we gotta get there and then when i go back and i visit them it's just like yeah you just try and live your life and you know and you'll die and you just you hang out and you're here and you do your thing and you have some kids and you, you move on. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think there is a certain point where I, I don't know if you have to get into it. But like to me, when I think about it mechanically, it's like, yeah, at a certain point, I think that when you're in heaven, you're there long enough. You're like, eh, I'll give it another go at it and see where see where we end up here. You might even just get bored at a certain point up there and you can continue. So the idea is that you are stuck in the le- endless cycle of life and rebirth. Oh, oh but yeah. it's you, run to you. Ca- you run out of cash. Well, you run out of cash and you're like, well, you're like, shit. I got to get reincarnated. My, I, like, I'm like nine generations since I died. Nobody, okay. gives, nobody burns money for me anymore. What if it's like this? What if it's like, okay, hear me out, mm-hmm. hear me out. You do that. The gods designed heaven mm-hmm. to be like this place of spiritual tranquility where after you died you could come and like contemplate the nature of the universe until you unlocked the secret until you unlocked the door to pass on Mm -hmm. right so you lived your life you die if you were good enough you got into heaven they're like you're good enough you're a good enough person that if you thought about it long enough you could figure out it's like the riddle of steel in uh, Conan the Barbarian, yeah, yeah. right? And then so like, and when you figure it out, you will see where the door is, and you can open the door and move on, yeah. right? But then like a bunch of people hung out. No one could figure it out. More people came up there, and then and now had this kind of like sub hit. Like people get distracted by the same bullshit that they do in real yeah, life yeah. I like that, that they do in heaven, right? 
And so now you got to pay rent. Like you got money coming in. There's a whole economy. And then yes, you know, like the, the idea was like, once you've gotten to heaven, if you don't feel like you've really mastered it, like you can go get reincarnated yeah. again to try again, right. Yeah. To see if you can, you know, like what, take what you learned from earth to do it again. Yeah. Right. Cause I like this potentially playing in with the brother or like, it gives you like a kind of thing yeah. to pay off like this magical door that opens. Well, I like the idea that there's kind of like a snobbery in heaven of like, again, it's like, it's like nowadays, like you look at somebody like, oh, God, they're so perfect. Like just like freaking have fun every once in a while. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. an element, like there should be people like in order to essentially be enlightened, these people in heaven, like there are people who are in this, you know, suburban heaven that like you walk around and there's like, who's that guy? He's just sitting there on a bench. He's like, oh, he's one of those guys. He's just like, he's trying to get enlightened. He's giving up all his money and like, we get it, buddy. You're like having his like, hey, is uh, is James going to go to like Heaven's Gates bar with us? He's like, nah, man, he decided to go enlightened. He's, you know what it's he's like? giving up everything. He's just in there. And then every once in a while you see like a little like, boom, you see like a little flash of light and it's somebody like got enlightened. Like, oh my God. Yeah. He oh, figured he did it out. It. Wow. Yeah, Really cool. bitch, yeah. I don't know. It sounds boring up there. Like, what do you do up there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I um, like it down here. I don't need to be enlightened. Like, I just imagine Freddie in the afterlife chowing down on a sick burg. Yeah. Like, just burging out. And then someone yeah, gets yeah, enlightened. Yeah. Like, why would you want that? I got this sick burger right here. Somebody's like, you can become enlightened. And you're asking, like, the head guys, like, well, what happens What happens when you're up there? Do they have ramen and stuff? Like, nobody knows. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine yeah, here. I got nachos right here, though. <laughs> fine here. Now, <laughs> may, so maybe you do something like you can only stay in heaven as long as you can pay the rent. Yeah. You yeah. Know, with your Joss money. And that's why you eventually you have family. to reincarnate. And so they're like, look, you're going to get evicted if you don't figure it out yeah. in time, right? So like, you, you have an incentive to live a good life on Earth so yeah. that you have money and food to support you while you're at this next stage of your spiritual yeah. journey, which yeah. is to figure out how to get into the next level or to unlock some sort of truth through meditation and, you know, harmony and all that. There's, right? There definitely needs to be like a claims court where like, you know, when somebody burns Joss money, like they burn Joss money in front of like a whole array of pictures. Like this is to all my ancestors. Yeah, and, then all the, <laughs> and then all the ancestors like, I deserve 10%. They're like, no, 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 no. He said all my beloved ancestors. He never met you beloved ancestors specifically should only refer to those people he knows that yeah. he met so i think all, 50 percent of the money goes to like, no no no. he was in front of all of our pictures <laughs> like it's then all you have sort. um lawyer fees of course take yeah, yeah. Up most of it yeah <laughs> the few lawyers that got into heaven in chinese there's this it was basically the book of names more or less it was like one of the foundational texts but it's just like it's only 500 names right wong there's a lot of wongs out there do you know what i mean but i like the idea of there's certain like <laughs> when you get up there, it's like, oh yeah, the Wong clan's like they figured out the system of wealth redistribution to all of them. They're all up here still. You know, it's just like this gigantic, like that whole neighborhood's theirs. Where it's like, so you can set up like in the Ocean's Eleven esque way, like the, if you wanted to do like a bad guy gang or something. It's like, oh, this yeah, family, the, that, this like, family that's figured out that's like what well, all the money goes, then redistributes to everybody and all. Well, this yeah, stuff. they shake you down. Like you're, it's like imagine getting shaken down by your great 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 grandfather <laughs> for your yeah. for your Joss uh, money. He's like, where's my cut? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I know hey, it you're sucks. not here without me. Hey, I know it sucks now that you're like, hey, it's no fair. Why am I giving up 70% of my money to like these ancestors that I never made? It's like, believe me. Believe me, when it's 400 years from now and nobody remembers you and you're not getting any Joss money, you're going to be happy that we set it up this well, way. Well, that's why it's so important that your kids have children. Yes, right? exactly. Because like your, your share drops down with yes, every generation. Exactly. But if you've got a whole line, right, and like you get like, you know, a fraction of a percent from like 12,000 people, yeah. right? Like you're doing pretty good. Yeah, exactly. The ultimate pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, um, that's all very fun. Okay, so yes, I like that. I get it now. So it's like you get to heaven. Yes, you have to pay rent every month. Josh money is what keeps things flowing around. And in, in a weirdly capitalistic way, it kind of does work morally where it makes sense. Like the better person you were on earth, the more likely people are probably burning money for you, which <laughs> means you have a better time in the afterlife. So like the better you were, the more heavenly you are. I love the idea. But there's a, a loophole because you can also be a huge asshole that essentially forces everybody to burn money. Just like you. real life. Okay. And maybe we'll make it. Uh, so I was looking up um, one of the deities is uh yeah because also just really quick as a thing um like for example like the god that we mentioned the uh, kaishan is like taoism uh, taoism 
Uh, That's okay. I mean, like, I'm okay with the heaven being an amalgam of stuff. Again, it seems oh, is like... Oh, the T pronounced as a D? Uh, there, so, it's two different things, right? Taoism well, okay. or Taoism. Well, no. So, okay. So, Wade Giles was the first group of people to come in to do, attempt to Romanize uh, Chinese mm-hmm. language. So they attributed a lot of weird sounds and a lot of weird English sounds to that. So, for example, when you think about the capital of China, you think... Uh, Beijing? But you've also heard it as... What? Peking. Oh. So Peking is Wade Giles. And so you're telling me it's Beijing Duck this whole time? Yes. What? Wow. So it's a, is so, it woke to call it Beijing Duck? Should that, is that what we should do? <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of stuff like that in Chinese where it's like mm. b- there's you know harder consonant sounds that they attributed that wasn't quite correct. And so that's why Pinyin is like the updated, more correct version. But there's still remnants of it yeah, in yeah, our in our Romanization, such as Peking, for example. Oh. Yeah. Wow. history lesson that is fascinating okay wow um so we could so i uh, i feel like i'm about to discover the secret of enlightenment and get beamed out of this podcast <laughs> oh my god the whole point guys the whole point of everything is to make great content <gasps> <laughs> i am content so the last thing that happened is he swerves out of the way of this old lady and he goes flying into the river and we cut to black and yes. then we come to this afterlife working backwards the things that we know we need is like you definitely want that moment where he goes to the the checkout like the check-in point and they weigh the final moment and you let the audience understand that him swerving out of the way of the old ladies like the thing that just put him over the edge of not going to hell yeah in fact that's even how you show hell they like weigh it and it's like oh 49 point like 50.1 percent of bad person like this like portal opens up here it's like they're like oh wait oh you got one more memory and then like this thing comes in like woo that was a close one like the door closes Mm -hmm. and like all right looks like you're staying here like something like that you need some visual to do that yeah Yeah. um like okay so we get it he did something good he's barely here and there's a hell that he could go to and then he's going to see the money like once he's there he's gonna be like ooh, he's kind of like lost and looking around at this new heaven area you'll see the goods coming through the gate getting shuttled off into the system that they have hey where's all that stuff mm-hmm. like oh you know when you burn the paper for the thing it's like well, where do you think it goes Strike to them ha there'd be chaos up here nah they gotta feed it in through the central bank mm-hmm. and it gets redistributed what do we need to sh- explain and show before he gets pulled back like what's the cut out of it i don't think you need to get into the weeds on like how all that stuff in heaven works mm-hmm. to me it's like the classic thing would be you see the gates open you know and pretty much r- almost right after the gates open i think you want to yank him out. yeah so like i don't think sees- you want him to be wandering around heaven and being like what's that that's the bank that's where the money goes yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah 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 like it's like a vision right it's almost and like I he sees he a can- big pile of money and it's almost like some sort but of he line needs like to be- it's not so it looks like it's not gonna be so bad here and then like he gets pulled out or something but like- he needs to be equipped with enough knowledge to be able to have the solution for their new problem. But the question, I, I think I get what Will's saying though, because you don't, you don't, you don't want him to sh- come back and be like, guys, we're going to go rob heaven. What you want is, I feel like what's going to happen is he's going to come back. You're going to have a scene with the, with the godmother, be like, you guys are screwed. We're going to, you got 24 hours where we're going to kill you. And then, you know, he's thinking about leaving town. You know, Matt, he might almost drink himself to death. They're thinking like, there's no way we're going to get through this. And then something like in the, in it our world, be, there's he, goes something- to, he goes to, again, it's, the, it's got, that's yeah. the, that's for him and his brother. Exactly. I think is that that exposition even so by the way I'll throw this out there his brother doesn't have to be a Buddhist monk yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. He, he can be a, of a you know a religion that is more cohesive with this vision mm-hmm. of heaven right yeah. or even 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 if he is a Buddhist monk he can explain that this is how people think the afterlife works but my point is and I think you have to answer this just because we're laying the groundwork for this my point is I think you need to have like something where it's like oh there's a little bit more of a permeability between 
a two way sort of nature of this. He, you want him to. It doesn't bring have to be money. Yeah, it doesn't need to be money. It needs to be like he he like he they give him a token or something, and, or and they go, oh yeah, put this in the machine to get your apartment. And then when he comes back, he has it in his pocket because then it's like oh something can come back. It doesn't need to be That's money. Perfect. That's perfect. He, should, it needs to be he opens the gates and a and a guy is carting a huge pile of money across from him. And, and like Aladdin stealing an apple, he just grabs a single coin from it and flips it in the air and smiles like, ah, it's not going to be so bad here. Something like that. Yeah. And then he gets pulled out and he doesn't think anything of it. And then you have all of a sudden, at some point when he's somewhere and he he's wakes like, up. he's yeah, like he's about to jump off a bridge or something even. And then he pulls the coin out of his pocket. Yes. He's like, wait a second. Yes, yes, yes we can that. have it be that they're they, they, they're having to go through hell and burn the money in hell can be like a that can be some other way of doing it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the, yes. and it literally, especially if they find oh. out it's literally only what you can hold, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you can just be like holding duffel it, bags. Yeah, or whatever. you can't be holding two bags. You know, like oh, I guess yeah. could you? I don't know. Okay, so Jin is braced for impact as he's waiting for this car crash to happen. He's got his eyes slammed shut and he opens them because he realizes he hasn't hit the water. And he looks around and he's on this boat with yeah. holding an invisible steering wheel. And he's like, what the fuck? Yes. He's like, okay, so what, like... Have you ever been on the ferry to um, Kailina? So is it like long... I actually have never... Oh, done yeah. Have you ever been on the ferry? Oh. Remember the I episode did, in Frasier? I did, I did one in a car once. Oh, but, um, they, did, they did one in Frasier. There's a... They're on oh, the ferry yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Thank you. Now yeah. Yeah, there's just like long seat. There's just there's just rows of seats around the window. So, so he's like a, seated on a. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yes, yeah. he's seated on a ferry. Yeah. Yes, by the window. Okay. This child was raised only on Friends and <laughs> Frasier reruns, and he is the most functional human being to have ever lived. <laughs> and then, okay, so people start appearing around him in Pose. their last moments before death. All right. So who is how? Who's the first person that appears? Right, you want like someone like in a yeah something dramatic, like a very right? obviously this person died, you know, so something like, clutching his heart or something with his, you know, like <sighs> yeah, somebody clutching their heart, clearly like in the middle of a heart attack, like coming out of it. Uh, just uh, give me like a couple more people. A uh, frail old woman in a hospital gown. Somebody's hands up in the air, uh, cl- turning away like they're about to get hit by something. Somebody falls back in their chair, their head whipped back as if they just got shot by a gun. Okay, so he's like, oh, shit. I feel like his response, he's like, huh. And he leans back and he goes to pull. He just does the reaction to pull out a cigarette, but mm-hmm. like nothing's in his hand. He's like, ah, oh, damn it. Oh, you know what be fun is he goes out, or if he has it, and he can't light it. Because there's no fire up in this. Oh. oh, actually, that's pretty good because what you do is like he pulls it out and he goes to light it. He's like, oh, come on. Come on. And, he, and then he sees like there's a guy, like a worker, like at the at the door where they're going to disembark. And he comes up. He's like, hey, buddy, you have a light? He's like, oh, sorry, sir. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, um, there's no fire, fire in heaven. Because <laughs> then he gives him, he gives him a vape pen. <laughs> oh, you can't smoke in heaven? No, so you can still smoke in heaven. You just have to use one of these. <laughs> he he's like, Ugh, he slaps it out of his hand. I'll be, rather be dead. <laughs> Like, you what, are you, dead, what, what if I want to smoke? <laughs> oh, just take a drag on it. And he just like oh. takes a drag on this unlit cigarette and then blows smoke out. He's like, oh. Actually, that's cool. I like that. That's All right. Well, okay. Um, this moment when he realizes he's dead, right? Yeah. yeah. So he wakes up. He's like, oh, whoa, what the fuck? And then he's like confused at what's going on. He sees other people who look confused. And then poof, more people start showing up. And yes, eventually he gets wet. Like you would yeah. do the look dawns on him, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Look, I like the idea too that instead him. of freaking out, he's just like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's why I like because I think is also that's part of his that's part of his growth is like he didn't really like really you didn't give a fuck that you died. I like the shrug again. It's the same reaction he had when he suddenly caught by the police. Shrug like, leans back, pulls out a cigarette and, and can't light pulls it. I think it's out fine. a cigarette and can't light it. Okay. Yes. And then he's like, oh, oh, shit, that doesn't work. Okay. How's he feeling? I mean, he's probably somewhat relieved that there is like a afterlife. He's confused. 
I think this is for him. Like, yeah, I figured I would die at some point. Here it is. Yeah, it does feel like he's a guy that I want him goes to be nihilistic and then kind of the. the I understand that. I understand. I'm, I was, it feels like maybe it's shorter if he just he's trying to light it. He can't light it. And then he looks up out the window and sees them pulling up to heaven. I'm just like, this is going to sound like, do I buy him getting up and asking someone for a light? Yeah, if you don't, if you're a smoker, you're a cool. I guess smoker. what you're essentially demonstrating is now he's walking past all these people who are freaking out, yeah, he's and all cool he's and just preoccupied with his cigarette. Yeah, right? and it feels That's like a, a fun level shot, of like a little tracking shot as and he's like trying appearing. to light it, and then people are just appearing in the seats behind mm-hmm. it. That's a cool shot. Yeah, and he just looks, and he's already, he's already looking. Again, he's a guy who who's resourceful. He looks quickly, like he's like mm-hmm. he's already here. He's already going. All right, well, you know, I want a cigarette. I'm going to go find a way. Why doesn't he ask someone of one of the people sitting? They're all freaking out. They look like they're crazy. He's like, ah, this person's standing. They're looking cool. I'll go. He sees a guy that's. That's not what like, should it be like a demon or something like that? Does it have to be a human being? Um, like what would this what does this person he look goes up to? I think look it needs like? to be a human being. Like is it an, if, is it clearly an angel though? Yes, I think it's somebody I mean? that clearly I worked. think they have I'll put it this way. I think they need to look like a human being. I think they should have like a kind of glow about them. But yeah. in the same way that like if I was setting up this administrative thing for heaven, what I don't want is I don't want people freaking out on this ferry and the first thing they see is a horned demon being like <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want people to be calm because like all good British cues and all good, you know, uh, lines just want people to be calm. Just take your time. We're going to get through it. Yeah. You know what I thought in my head, and this is not right, but I just thought of it as like a train conductor sort of look. Like I just imagine them in like a blue uniform with like one of those little flat caps. <laughs> and like the people that check for your train tickets, you know, with like the coin operator thing. Like, like, uh, like Tom Hanks in the in the Polar Express. Yes, that's actually, yes, that's actually literally what I was thinking. Not that that's accurate. Um, but the that Star Ferry oh, like worker. A, ticker, a ticket taker? Yeah. Okay. Alternately, if you look up the Star Ferry, like worker there's some stock photos of them it's like they kind of a blue jaunty sailor uniform and they have gloves on like they're clearly like you know on the job it's not a bad look too but like oh, okay. in white, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah yeah we'll put them and then they've got like glowing eyes or something like that can we do like okay so he gets up like a hey pal got a light the angels like no fire. i like the angels reading a newspaper or something like <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, you know, yeah. this like, is just his job uh he's like no fire huh so okay so he inhales and then just like they're like we're here we're in heaven i think he's impressed he exhales he's like i'll be damned mm-hmm. and then yes you hear the thing you it shakes and it's like yes we've arrived everyone in the door. please disembark to yeah, your right watch your step and await your final judgment <laughs> await your final judgment yeah or, and cue in an orderly fashion and the door opens in front of him and, and then he blows the smoke he out. blows yeah. the smoke out and we he do that cheesy cool smoke cut where he cut out. from the smoke that comes out of his mouth to like you go down to like the dock and like right smoke is coming out of like the <laughs> some part of the boat and you match cut it. you're like whoa smoke to smoke that's so cool it's like the boat smoking <laughs> the boat smoking that's a little it's like he was the boat door opens he blows the smoke as he sees the gate open holy shit moment reveal heaven city cut to port of the afterlife yeah established 6,000 BC (laughs) or whatever. Uh, Okay. So yes, you have, well, there's a big wall surrounding the city, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. It would be like boats, docks leading up to like a sort of, you know, staging area for a series of gates, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, and everyone's getting guided to a gate. And so he's waiting in line. Like, is he doing anything while he's in line? I mean, I think he's taking him aside. He's a little overwhelmed. He's kind of maybe even guys like almost like pushed or kind of like herded into it. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh, sir, that line's opened up. And like he walks up to it and somebody gets right in front of him. And they're like, all right, let's see your scale. So you can get the one person in front of him to kind of see. You know, I feel like it's that sort of like kind of energy. Like he's a little bit like. This is so stupid. Could you do it? It's like you step into that TSA scanning booth. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yes. then it's just it's scanning and then like you do like there's like a mon- like there's just a guy on a monitor and he's just watching your life flash oh, before he goes. screen in front of you you can see like glimpses in yeah, front yeah. of you that's oh that's so, it you stand, yeah, yeah. Yes, you stand like this and then it's just yeah it's like this spinning image it's like your life spinning in yeah, front you of you, see you little, like, you can grab little glimpses of yeah, things yeah, that we yeah, want to yeah. show there's always like people being like please remove your shoes take off your belt blah 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 like do you do like they, again they've answered the same 20 questions yes, yeah, over yeah, and over yeah. and I was like you have died you are at the gates of heaven your soul is about to be judged and you'll either yes, be sent yes, to the heaven like or the hell like yeah, yeah. Yes. Not, remain calm. This is part of the process. You have a thing where you're like, yes, you are dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the gates of the afterlife. You have died. You will be weighed on the karmic scales to determine your final destination. Your behavior, good deeds or bad deeds that you do now will have no effect. So please, no last minute. There will be no last minute adjustments. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Uh, I like adjustments. If you moments will be weighed on the karmic scales of justice to determine your place in the afterlife. Americans, there is no need to remove your shoes. Because one of my favorite things when I'm traveling internationally mm-hmm. is you can tell who the Americans are because like sheep, they approach every security checkpoint and they start taking off their shoes. Americans, there's no need to <laughs> remove your shoes. No I repeat. <laughs> Americans, you do not need to remove your shoes before stepping on the karmic scales. Yeah. Once again, you have died. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. yeah that's good. Okay, so then he goes up to, and then yes, there is essentially like a an official behind a little table. When he gets there, is there somebody already being scanned? Or yes. okay, yeah, I think it should be almost or just like he, stepping up he, or something. I would do like he almost again, kind of. You're playing like a lot of stuff's happening to him, right? Like yeah. he's, it's almost like he steps forward, and he sees a guy in there, and like before he can really understand all that much, he gets sucked down into hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, goes, yeah. Phoom, yeah. Ah! <laughs> he goes like, ooh. Oh, don't worry, sir. He was a gangster and a robber. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very bad man. A criminal stole from a currency exchange store. Uh, he was a common petty thief. Robbed people out of their hard-earned money. All right. Step on up. Step on in. Okay. You know what I love? So just as a, as a small note, what I love is it's the you're right, you're, TSA, my experience has always been, most people are pretty... Whatever. But then occasionally get that that one glimmer of a guy who clearly loves the job and it's like kind of chipper. Mm-hmm. I feel like he encounters this guy here, right? It's the guy who's manning the line is the chipper one. It's All like, right. Oh. Another one, another one. Winner, winner. Come on up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, winner, winner. Come on up. So what is Jin? Okay, just to track Jin's emotions a little bit. So Jin is... Uh, I think with that, when he steps... Uh, what I would do is when he steps in to be scanned is the first time you see his cool start breaking. Like he is yeah. genuinely nervous about the fact that he probably thinks he's going to hell right now. Mm-hmm. And then as, especially as you would probably see his, his face tries to be cool. And then as you see the flashes of his life, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For the first time sweat. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 You'd almost have like, he takes his cigarette out of his mouth and he's like holding it. And then as the thing's going, you see his like hand trumbling yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it goes like 49. He's like, uh, and then he sees the thing and he acts cool again. He's like, huh, close call, huh? He puts the cigarette back in his mouth. And oh, that's what you do. You see when he puts the cigarette back in his mouth, his hand is like shaking. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not as cool as you think you are. Okay. Um, yeah. He's worried as he's guided uh, up to scanner. Does he see this the scanner? Like, does he see this thing? But I feel like it's better if you don't know until the fucking ground opens up beneath you. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. The guy in charge of the button, essentially, like he gets a, yeah. a little, either a green light or a red light, and he slams the button, yeah. right? Or it's like he's watching the scale. So you would do like it would be kind of fun as you do as Jin is in this scanning booth like he's like oh shit and he like tries to brace his feet like on the oh, edge yeah, yeah. Of oh thing. that's good that yeah, yeah. Like, he's like go. yeah and then it's like ding and he's like what and then the door opens up he's like man oh 
saving that that lady. You're Good like, thing you, you are, saved. Oh yeah, I like him. Like, yes, Man, yes, yes. Boy, yes, you yes, almost yes. went in. Good thing you saved that lady when you died. That put you right over the edge. He's like, oh yeah, great. Cigarette. Oh, you know what's fun? So you can play the tension of this chipper guy, and as he's looking at the screen, Jin can see his face so through the window. Going into a frown, and he starts going into a frown, and then his eyes bug out, and then Jin like starts to spread his legs out. Then <laughs> oh, yeah. he looks over at the yeah, guy. Yeah, because this guy's right. constantly smiling. All of a sudden, he stops smiling. He's, he's like, staring oh. at Jin, like, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit!" He starts spreading out his legs. <laughs> And then, yes, it's like, um, well, you know, welcome to heaven. And then he walks in. He's like, oh, 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 sir, I got one question for you. Is heaven a Xbox town or a PlayStation town? Come this way. You'll be assigned your apartment, your wireless internet, SSID, and your Xbox Live gamer tech. <laughs> no! no! This is the other place. Um, uh, right this way, please. Jin tries to look unsurprised with a nonchalant shrug and a puff of a cigarette and almost pulls it off, except for his trembling hands. The squeak of an... Opening gate draws his eye upwards, and the golden light of heaven spills onto his face. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, bada bing! Oh my god! Well, that's a, yeah, another another scene, a little set of scenes. Getting through. Listen, we created an entire cosmology here. This is this is some work that we did. It's like four. Oh boy, four pages. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. We're gonna take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, scene five of Heaven Heist. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right, it's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Interior, ferry boat, day. Jin winces with terror, braced for impact, hands outstretched, holding a non-existent steering wheel. After a moment, he opens his eyes in confusion and realizes he is sitting on a long bench in a mostly empty ferry boat. Jin looks around, puzzled. He spots a few more people seated throughout the ferry, each looking a bit dazed. Silence hangs in the air. Jin peers out a nearby window but sees nothing but thick white fog. Suddenly, a middle-aged man appears next to him, giving an agonized moan and clutching at his heart. Jin stares at him, surprised. The man looks up at him with blank confusion. More people are appearing out of thin air every few seconds all around the ferry, each of them playing out the last moments of their life on Earth. An old woman in a hospital gown wakes up from a peaceful slumber. A soaking wet snorkeler coughs up water from his lungs. A depressed salary man holds an invisible gun to his head, then looks up in confusion, rubbing his temple. A look of realization slowly dawns on Jin's face. His jaw goes slack with a grim epiphany. Then with a sigh and a shrug, he leans back in his seat. The other passengers, by contrast, cry, panic, and babble in wonderment as they process what's happened to them. Jin pulls out a cigarette and tries to light it up, but his Zippo won't spark. He frowns and glances around. Up at the front of the ferry by the main door, he spots an angel in a bright blue uniform sitting on a stool and reading the newspaper. 
Jin gets up and heads to the angel. A buzz of voices fills the air, the very now brimming full of deceased passengers. Jin nods to the angel. Hey, pal, got a light? No fire. Huh? The angel, annoyed, folds down his paper and barks at Jin. There's no fire here. Just smoke it. How? The angel goes back to his paper, ignoring him. Jin looks down at his unlit cigarette and takes a drag. To his surprise, the tip glows orange and his lungs fill with smoke. He smiles, impressed. Heavenly bells chime over a nearby intercom speaker. The ferry jostles to a halt. The angel sets his newspaper down and grabs a megaphone. Attention, please. You've arrived at the gates of the afterlife. Please exit to the right, watch your step, and follow the red signs to your final judgment. A bustle of commotion as people get up from their seats, still baffled and terrified. The angel brushes past Jin and opens the front door. His face fills with awe as he blows out a puff of smoke, beholding exterior, the gates of the afterlife, day. A massive, sparkling city in the clouds. The dense skyline stretches for miles into the air. It's like 20 Hong Kongs stacked on top of each other. The city is ringed by a massive wall, dotted with gates along its base. Long docks stretch out from each of the gates, filled with huge lines of passengers disembarking from ferries. A dazed Jin walks in a long line, shuffling forward. Another angel paces back and forth alongside the line, looking as bored as can be as she repeats a well-worn speech. You have died and are currently dead. Please proceed forward in a calm and orderly fashion. In a few moments, you will be weighed on the karmic scales of justice to determine your placement in the afterlife. Americans, please do not remove your shoes when stepping on the karmic scale. Once again, you have died and are currently dead. Please. The middle-aged woman in front of Jin suddenly drops to her knees, having a full-on existential breakdown. No, no. Oh, God. I'm not ready for this. Send me back. Send me back. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Ma'am, please keep moving. No new prayers will be considered at this time. The woman lets out a wail of despair. The angel frowns. She whispers into her walkie-talkie. We've got a weeper at gate 32. She looks up to Jin and gestures for him to move to a new line. Sir, sir, please go on ahead to the next gate over. She points to gate 33 off to the right, currently with no line. Jin moves out of line and scoots past the wailing woman on the ground. Exterior gate 33, day. Jin steps up to gate 33. In front of a glittering golden gate sits a cheery angel at a tiny desk. Next to him stands a big cylindrical scanner, like the ones you'd see at a TSA checkpoint. As he reaches the gate, Jin sees a person standing in the scanner, looking nervous as he awaits his fate. The scanner churns and hums. The angel stares at a small screen on the side of the scanner, rubbing his chin. Curious, Jin cranes his neck to see what's on the screen. On screen, a frenetic montage of first-person memories flicker past, the man's life flashing before the eyes of the cheery little angel. Jin sees glimpses of police sirens, bloody hands, firing pistols, the last moments of a life of crime. Suddenly, with a muzzle flash, the montage ends and the screen shines red. The angel winces. Ooh, tough break. Next stop, the hell of disembowelments. The angel mashes a button on the scanner and its bottom falls out. Red light and the infernal sounds of human misery fill the air as the man in the scanner plummets, screaming into an infernal abyss. The scanner slides shut and the cheery little angel looks up at Jin with a smile. Next contestant, please. Step on up. Jin, growing unnerved, takes a step forward. The angel waves him on with an eager smile. Come on, come on. No reason to fret. That last guy was a ruthless criminal. (laughs) A bank robber. I'm sure you'll do fine, Sonny. Jin gulps and steps into the scanner, raising his hands. And away we go. The angel punches a button and the scanner rumbles to life. Beams of light whoosh up and down all over Jin's body. Jin gives a nervous glance over to the angel. He can't see the screen from inside the scanner, but he can see the angel's smile slowly fade into a grim, purse-lipped frown. The scanner turns louder and faster. The lights spin and swirl. Fear breaks out on Jin's face. He's sweating bullets. Jin looks down and shuffles into a wider stance, trying to brace himself against the frame of the scanner. He sticks his hands to the glass, but they slip off. Jin squints, his eyes shut, braced for the absolute worst. A cheery bell chimes, and the scanner door slides open. 
Jin looks up in stunned relief. The angel pokes his head in, smiling. Oh boy, that was a squeaker. Heidi, packed for the hell of burning oils. Good thing you saved that old lady right at the end there. Right this way, please. Jin tries to look unsurprised with a nonchalant shrug and a puff of his cigarette, and almost pulls it off except for his trembling hands. The squeak of an opening gate draws his gaze upward, and his eyes fill with awe as gate 33 opens and the golden light of heaven spills onto his face. boy made it he made it to heaven oh man that was a chunky one big old chunky one huh freddy's gonna cut this one down but that took quite a while while. (laughs) it's definitely longer than an hour uh man oh man oh man oh man i'm liking that quite a bit though you know i was really nervous diving into this scene but i feel like i'm I'm, i get the i get the humor of the afterlife here and i'm getting the the vibe for sure yeah, yeah yeah no i dig it all right. Well, I it's guess uh, next week we'll do uh, him in heaven and discovering the gold and whatnot. Yeah. Figuring out next the mechanics. Week next week he's just going to step forward and pick up a coin, and that's all we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to do like a 20-minute episode next week. Jeez. Yeah. Knowing us, we'll be like, oh, we got him down to the coin, but we'll save him picking up the <laughs> coin for now. And that's going to do it for us this week here on Story Break. I'm still traveling, so right now I'm coming at you live from a hostel in New Orleans uh, where the gumbo is cooking and the red beans and rice is creamy and you know what it's because they use pork hock and you can get good and do we out anyway i could do a whole food podcast and it'd be a four hour long podcast and i could fill it up with my thoughts on various foods needless to say the food in new orleans very good exciting news this week by the way about gidas uh, some enterprising podcasters have found the original artist for it. You can find out more about that by, I don't know, Googling it or uh, we tweeted about it as well. That Twitter is RJ Storybreak, that Facebook bit.ly slash Storybreak FB. Thank you, as always, to MaximumFun.org, our podcast network, for hosting us, for having us among the company of some very excellent other podcasts. Head on over to MaximumFun.org to check them out or stick around and hear an ad for one and, you know, go check it out. I know you're sitting there in your car or doing your dishes or something, you're always looking for something to listen to, head over to MaximumFun.org to find your next new podcast fixation. Thanks, everybody, for listening. On behalf of Matt, Will, and myself, we're back in the thick of it as normal starting next week. So we'll see you then. Hi, I'm Dave Hill from show business. And while I'm not from Canada, my grandfather Clarence Vincent Blake Sr. was, and he wouldn't shut up about it. My grandfather moved on to that great penalty box in the sky way back in the 80s. Still, all these years later, I can't help but wonder, what do we really know about Canada and its people? Which is why my friend Chris Gersbeck and I decided to make So, You're Canadian. Brand new podcast from the Maximum Fun Network, on which I attempt to get to know our neighbors to the north, one Canadian at a time. Coming to Maximum Fun, August 27th. And I'm not sorry. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.